Hey everybody, I think it has literally been forever since I have posted a podcast or done an intro. I am actually like, I'm really embarrassed at the state of this podcast and what happened, but I will say it does reflect what has been going on in my life, if that's any consolation. but I have a bunch of episodes still ready to be edited. And this one somehow got overlooked. It is with Carly. I am beyond embarrassed that this was recorded last July. I don't know how it got lost. Thank goodness she sent me a message on Instagram like, hey, where's my episode? And I realized there are a few episodes. Uh, Those who recorded with me originally, I used to use YouTube with a Google link. It was like this whole hack. And then I used a different system. And now I use another system. And I like the system that I've been using most recently. But in that process, I actually lost track of a number of episodes. Again, so embarrassing. I'm I'm so sorry (laughs) for all of this. But here is Carly's episode. So make sure you listen after this episode with all of the craziness that happened. And since it's been a little while, I sent Carly a message just wondering what's going on. Like what has happened in your life since we recorded this episode? It's been so long, you know, kind of fill me in. And she had a couple things she wanted to share. So listen to the episode and then at the end, I will let you know what has transpired since and what's going on in her life. Welcome to the Managing Miscarriage podcast. I am Melissa Whitman, founder of the nonprofit One Generation and our current initiative, Managing Miscarriage. I need your help. Let's take this community to the next level. Here's what you can do. Number one, if you like this podcast, please hit pause and take a few seconds to rate it on iTunes. Number two, donate through our website, managingmiscarriage.com. Number three, share your story. Go to calendly.com slash Melissa Whitman to schedule a time to chat with me. Or number four, join our Patreon page for over 30 more episodes you can't find anywhere else as well as exclusive content. Patreon.com slash miscarriage. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash miscarriage. All the details are linked in the show notes. Enjoy the episode and thanks for tuning in. Carly, Thank you for joining me today to talk about your miscarriage that you just had in April. So tell us more about that. Um, it was April 2nd and it was actually, so it was with my first, um, first time getting pregnant actually. And I was about eight weeks and two days to be exact. And it was actually, this is kind of, it was actually four days before my 26th birthday, too, to be exact. So, oh, gosh. Yeah. So that made it even harder for me just because it was like the week of my birthday. And it was the day right after my mom's birthday as well. So, oh, my gosh. So, so much celebration. Thinking this was a celebration. Right. Exactly. So I found out at like four weeks that we were expecting. So, of course, you know, you don't think it's going to happen to you. So 
I, we, of course, like the next day, like, and that night, well, the night we, the day we found out, like I told people that whole day, like right off the bat. And we told our friends that night, we told our like family the next day. So of course, like super early, we, you know, thought we would be fine to go ahead and start telling people that we were expecting. And, um, so that's one thing I probably, that kind of sucked was like telling people so early, but I don't regret telling people so early just because I had such a good support system when everything did happen. Good. Good. So what happened? Like, had you been having morning sickness or, you know, did you have any inclination? I had really bad um, spotting actually. So when I first, I think I was maybe like, I don't know. I think I was maybe like at five weeks I had some random spotting. So we went in, I went in and I got my hormones checked and they tested my levels and my levels were low. So of course that kind of worried them because it wasn't, my levels weren't rising as quick as they should be. So they put me on progesterone. I think I'm saying that right. I never can say that word right. But they yep. gave me some pills to take um, just to kind of double it because I was at like an eight, which is really low. And usually they want that, that number, sh- that number should be doubling daily. And I was at like an eight. So they started ta- I started taking those pills and they started seeing um, the numbers go up a little bit. So after a while they were concerned. And then at six weeks, we were able to see the heartbeat and then by then they weren't really concerned about anything about, you know, cause they did mention when my levels were low that I would possibly miscarry. But once they saw the heartbeat and all that, they, you know, everything was fine. They're like, Oh, this is good. Oh yeah. You know, good to go. Mm-hmm. But looking back, I think part of me kind of felt like something was off because the heartbeat was only one Oh three. And I know it was only six weeks but that still just seemed really low to me. But, you know, but I was like, well, you know what? They, they think everything's fine. So I'm not going to worry about it because the doctor is sitting here like, oh, there's a heartbeat. Everything's good. We're good to go. And so I, you know, and they still want to be taking my progesterone, the pills, just to, you know, keep taking those up until I think I was supposed to take it up until like 10 weeks, I think they said. And then finally, I like, I think it was, I noticed that my symptoms kind of started slowly going away. Like I never really had, like I never really had morning sickness or anything like that. Um, More like night sickness, I would say. But I noticed just like things started to kind of slip away. Like my breasts weren't hurting as much and, you know, things like that were just kind of going away. And I like remember asking my mom, like, is this common? Like, I don't, you know, I feel like I don't really have much symptoms anymore, like nothing, you know, and she's like, oh, you know, it could be nothing. Maybe you're just used to it. Like it just doesn't bother you as much. Mm-hmm. And then, so then that Monday I, we, I went to work and I noticed I had a little bit of like spotting and I was like, well, this is weird. Like, why am I spotting again? Like this can't be right. And as the day went, it just kind of progressed and started getting like heavier and heavier And I remember in, like, the pit of my stomach, I kind of knew something was happening and something wasn't right. But, of course, you want to think it's not, you know. Of course, yeah. 
And so I called the doctor and they, they said they would see me the next day, the next morning. So I made an appointment to go see him the next day. And later that evening I was getting ready to go to bed and I just had the worst cramps. Like I just was cramping and cramping. And I'm like, remember looking at, um, my significant other, I'm just like, this isn't right. Like something's not right. Like why am I cramping so bad? Like, and of course, you know, you go to Google, which is the worst <laughs> thing you can possibly do. Yes. And so of course I kind of was like, okay, looking up stuff on Google. And then finally my mom was like, text me. She's like, I know you're Googling stuff. Like stop, like just try to go to sleep and just try to, you know, and we'll go to the doctor in the morning and see. And eventually they just, it, I couldn't sleep because the cramps are so bad. And then that early in the morning, I woke up and I had um, really bad bleeding and I had like naturally passed um, the baby. So it was, and then of course I called the doctor and they, the emergency doctor and they were like, well, just come in anyway. Like it could be nothing. It could be, you know, just a hemorrhage or something. And when we went in the next morning, they confirmed that. I had naturally passed it. So did it pass while you were sleeping? No. I actually, or when you woke up? When I woke up. I woke up and I just remember waking up and I'm like, I am like, I could see it. I, like there was, you know, I, I felt wet, like wet. Like, yeah. like my pain. My, and so I got up and went to the bathroom and that's kind of like when it all happened. Mm-hmm. So. Wow. And. Were you still cramping or did the cramping kind of ease off after that point? It honestly got worse as they got, it kept, the cramps just kept getting worse and worse. And I remember even after, you know, we went to the doctor and got confirmed and everything, I still had cramps for a good day or two. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so when you went to the doctor, did they do an ultrasound? Like what did they do? Yeah, they did an ultrasound and Okay. And everything was cleared? Yep, everything was. Okay. And you were still cramping. That's interesting. Yeah. Then they I don't remember exactly all that he said about that part because you know, you're just in the moment and I just oh, still yeah. part of me like briefly remembers like what the doctor said. But um but yeah, I just remember like I cramped for a good whole day. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot to keep cramping after because oftentimes it will ease up um, Mm -hmm. once everything passed. Okay. So did they, what was their advice to you? Like go home and rest or, you know? Pretty much go home and rest. And um, I have a really amazing doctor. He actually... um, is was my mom's doctor when my mom had my sister um like six years ago um my mom had my little sister and he was her doctor when she was going through all her medical stuff so he's just an amazing doctor overall and he was just very supportive and wanted us pretty much to give it a month you know go through another cycle or two cycles I can't remember exactly how many and to keep trying he's like don't give up um I remember a year ago going in thinking like, oh, I, you know, I can't get pregnant. And he just kind of looked at me and goes, you know what, Carly, you can get pregnant. He goes, that is our main thing. He's like, as much as this, you know, stinks and like, we don't understand why this happens, you know, 
I wish I could explain to you why it happens, but we just don't know. Like the chromosomes just weren't there or what exactly it was. He's like, but you can get pregnant. And that's just the main thing that, you know, we just need to focus on and just remember is like, you can get pregnant. Like you didn't place wrong and you know, you, you got pregnant in the right place, you know? So that was, he was very supportive and just very encouraging for us to try again. Good, good. So what was that like for you? Because it's kind of shocking, you know, while you're in the doctor's office initially and whatever, but what was that like emotionally when you got home and as it started to sink in? A lot. Devastated. Like, very devastating. And almost like I felt empty. As I don't, Like, I just felt like yeah. part of me – like part of me was just gone. Like, I'm just like, I, I didn't feel myself. Cause I just, it felt like part of me was just like missing mm-hmm. and it was very, very hard. I think I was still in a state of shock for a couple days. Like I had my moments of crying, but I think I was just in such a state of shock. I just didn't really know how to really like feel what was going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally is reasonable. So what helped? It's taken me a while to figure out what's helped. But to me, I think what has really helped is just talking about it. Okay. Um, Like a week after it happened, um, I went on social media on my Facebook and just kind of posted, you know, my story and just told all family and friends who didn't know that we were expecting and that it had happened and just kind of got it out there just kind of helped get it off my chest. Just, you know, not so much like, oh, I'm telling everyone this for, you know, sympathy. It was more so like, I want to get my story out there so people know what happened. And just to get it off, like, just get it off my chest and just talk about it. So I'm not bottling it all up. And just to let other women know, like, you know, if you've gone through this recently or anything, like, I'm here to talk because I, you know, I just went through it. Yeah. And you have observed how helpful it is to talk about it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Wow. It's helped me a lot, for sure, just talking about it. I think it takes some people off, you know, like they're just kind of like, you know, they're just like, oh, okay. And I'm like, well, you know, this is what happened to me, like, and I'm okay to talk about it because mm-hmm. it was an ex- it was an experience. It was part of my life. So. And. In talking about it, is there a certain part that you find yourself wanting to talk about more? Like, do you do you feel that it's really helpful to talk about the actual experience of passing the miscarriage or the emotions after? Like, which part or is it all of it? Kind of all of it. Okay. There are times, like, I start to talk about the passing and, like, kind of how it happened but I kind of stop myself because I know it's kind of a lot for some people. Like, and so I kind of stop myself sometimes when it comes to like certain people that are like really close. Cause I don't, you know, it can be a lot. So I try, but to me, I'm so open about it. I'm okay with talking about it and how mm-hmm. everything happened. Yeah, for sure. And so, I mean, it's still pretty new. It actually hasn't been that long for you. Are you by airplanes? <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. I am at my parents' house. 
outside and they live by the airport so I oh, okay <laughs> no that's okay that's okay i'm like oh that sounds like an airplane yeah it's an army plane so i apologize oh, that's what it is got it no that's okay so what when you have connected with other women who've gone through miscarriage what has like what do you find has been the most helpful thing to have said to you or to say to them? I haven't really honestly talked to too many women about it recently just because it is so new. I haven't, I only know a couple that have gone through it and I haven't, they haven't really shared like any advice really, which there was one girl that I used to work with who went through one and I, we really, we talked about it briefly, but not, didn't really go in like into depth on like both of our experiences really. But just I that mean, it happened. Yeah. Just that, okay. you know, I've had some people like reach out to me and just tell me like how it's happened to them, but no one has really came forward and like explained to them like how they got over it. Okay. Do you think that would be helpful? I think in a way. Yeah. Just okay. to know like other ways to, get through it you know because I'm still going through it still oh yeah you know it's been almost what four months yeah coming up four months so it's still fresh oh yeah for sure what other resources have helped so you've listened to the podcast because you found us on the podcast and you know what else have you found um I I the podcast for sure and just reading other stories and I've been just doing a lot of journaling myself and just doing uh, more so just journaling and getting it all out there really is just kind of like what has always helped me get through emotional times is just kind of journaling and you know getting it out there I'm still looking for more other resources to get through it um I've been looking around the area for like grief counseling for stuff like, you know, miscarriages, but I have yet to really find anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know a couple of recent guests, I don't know that those episodes are out yet, but they've mentioned kind of grief counseling-esque support groups specifically for miscarriage, which I hadn't heard before. Um, and I hadn't come across. Yeah, there is one I found, but it's like 45 minutes away okay. from me. So I haven't found one that's closer to my area yet, but I'm working. I'm still trying to find something that's a little bit closer to mm-hmm. home. So it's interesting in such a technology digital era, how beneficial meeting in person for something like this can be. Oh yeah. To talk definitely. To. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What has this experience been like for your partner, for your family? Um, it's been hard for our family, for sure. Both of our families. Um, it's for, especially for his parents, this was their second, um, grandchild they have lost. So it was definitely hard for them, um, within like the past year. So it definitely hit them hard. It hit my parents definitely hard as well. Cause it was their first, would have been their first, um, grandchild. So definitely was a huge hit on both families for sure and for him it's hard because he doesn't open up very well he's very closed off um so he handles it differently very differently he doesn't show much emotion he just kind of keeps a lot to himself 
but he has expressed a little bit how it has been hard for him. But I think he tries to look at the positive side of things. And to him was that we were able to get pregnant because for a year okay. we, we had been trying um, for over a year to get pregnant and then it happened. So for him, it was just the fact that I could because he was scared that we couldn't. Mm-hmm. So just knowing that there is hope that we can and we still can um, has just helped him kind of get through it. Mm-hmm. How has that felt for you with a partner who's more closed off? Very hard. It has been very, very hard because you just want to talk about it just because we went through it together. He was mm-hmm. there. He was right there when everything happened. Um, when I, you know, passed naturally and everything, he was right there with me during it all. So it is very hard because it's like, you, I just want to talk to him about it, but he just is, he doesn't express a lot. So it is very hard because it's, you know, he, we went through it together and we, I just want to talk about it, but it gets, it's very hard when he doesn't show much emotion on how he felt about it. Mm-hmm. And have you guys worked at all on that to kind of get on the same page for moving forward? Or do you feel like, um, yeah, tell me about that. Yeah, we've definitely worked on moving forward for sure. Um, I think our next step is just to move forward and just kind of try for another one. And, you know, we'll always have this in the back of our head. We'll, we'll never, you know, not forget about it, but just to kind of move forward from it and just kind of keep trying for another and hope one mm-hmm. day that does happen. Mm-hmm. And so you're coming up on four months. At what point do you, do you feel like you're ready to start trying again? Like you need more time? Where are you at? Um, I'm definitely ready. It took okay. me probably this past, this month, I think it finally, I was, I've been so often on the past couple months that I was just like, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. And then finally this month I was like, okay, this is what we're doing. Like we're actually, you know, going to try, I'm, you know, tracking everything and actually, you know, going to try. Cause I think it just will help me mentally to try. I know some people it doesn't, but for me, I know that if I don't try, it's like, I'm just giving up. Yeah. I was in the a, same way. way. I understand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's to be able to focus on something. Oh yeah. And it kind of just helps, you know, it's a positive thing. I feel totally. like trying and just gives you, you know, just something amazing to look forward to eventually when it does happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing. Oh yeah. This is, it was something I definitely needed to do and to share. Like I've had two of my really close friends say that they think I, you know, would help me share my story and get it out there just because this is the type of person I am to talk about things. And they think I would be great to, you know, be kind of like an advocate for it in a way just to get it out there. Of let women know, you know, they're not alone and it's okay to talk about it because no one talks about it really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you do start talking about it and so many people come out of the woodwork and you're like, what? I had no idea. You went through oh, this. Yes. Mm-hmm. I had a, a lot of family come out of the, a lot of family came forward when I made my um, Facebook post that I had no idea, like second cousins and, you know, that are, you know, that just were like, oh yeah, I had one right before so-and-so and it just, I never knew. 
because they never talked about it. And especially once they have kids that, you know, it's not something that they're really going to bring up at this point, but it's still something they think about. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. Oh, well, thank you for having me. This is definitely something that I was so looking forward to and experience. I'll probably never forget, but I just wanted to get my story out there and hopefully help other women, you know, going through the same thing. Oh, it will. It totally will. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that episode with Carly. Like I mentioned in the intro, I reached out to her when I realized how long it had been and wanted to know really, I mean, I actually just wanted to check in and say, how are you doing? Because it has been quite a while, but I also thought it would be interesting since it has been a while to give an update, kind of post-show update. And here is what Carly had to say. She actually struggled with depression for quite a while, and she wanted to share that because she feels, and I agree, it was really not talked about enough after miscarriage, the mental component. And a number of the guests have talked about going to counseling, but it's usually some people mention it, some people don't, and it's definitely, like I've never heard it talked about just in general when you're talking to someone. So she wanted to have me mention that. She did struggle with depression and she went and got counseling and she said she was so happy she actually saw that help because it was really, really useful and really helped her get through the process. She has since gotten engaged this past January and is getting married May 8th of 2021. So that's That'll be really exciting. And she said that they're kind of focusing on that instead of the loss of their baby. And April 2nd, as you heard in the episode, April 2nd was the year anniversary since everything happened. And she said it was a really hard day, but they're just knowing that one day they'll get their miracle baby. And just to reiterate, she said, I know that it's weird, but I want people to know it's okay to admit you are not in a good mental state and that it's okay to get help. That is an awesome message for all of us, especially during this crazy time. I think pretty much everyone is self-quarantined and has been for a while. And there's a mental health component of that, especially when you're struggling with a trauma because you're losing connection. And especially for people who thrive and find healing in that personal connection, that can be really difficult. So there's so many different types of virtual counselors, or if you have a counselor, don't be afraid to reach out to them and just really, really, really take care of your mental health. Okay, everyone, hopefully I can start to get back on track here and get some episodes coming out more regularly. I really appreciate everyone listening. If you haven't done a review yet, please do so and let me know what you think. I read all of them, so it's really good feedback for me, and it helps other women who are struggling to find our podcast and to hear all of your stories. Okay, take care, and I'll talk to you again soon. Hey you, stay connected. Find us on Instagram at Managing Miscarriage, on Facebook at Miscarriage Nonprofit, and don't forget to download the free e-guide on our website, managingmiscarriage.com. 
please rate and review this podcast to help other women find us and consider sharing your story. Hang in there, mama.